Welcome to Dugout Therapy, a baseball podcast about the mental game built by Coach Grace. If you're looking to succeed both on and off the field, this is the place for you. Hey guys, welcome to Dugout Therapy. Got a really cool episode uh, tonight with me and Quinn. Uh, we're interviewing David Ring from Canyon Side Cages. Super excited to talk with him. I'm sure a lot of you follow him on his Instagram. Always putting out good hitting content. Uh, so we're going to dive in a little bit with him tonight on, you know, everything That's he does there. Raking in the background right now, of course. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so, I mean, the proof is in the pudding right behind. <laughs> Podcasting's theater of the mind. We're, we're going to paint a little picture for our listeners. Yeah, exactly. I, if you're not doing it with me in front of my hitters, I mean, <laughs> right. I'm, I can't, I can only speak a certain type of game, man. You know, you know my game's only so strong. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it. This will be fun. Thank you. Pleasure. It's pleasure. Before, before we dive in here. Why don't you uh, fill in the listeners a little bit about you, um, you know, and, and your baseball story, and then we can we can dive into the fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah, well, I've had Canyon Side Cages for about 11 years now. We've opened in 2009. So awesome. what you see on Instagram in the last, like, four or five years is really uh, – it's been a lot of fun. It's taken off. It's evolved into us working with a lot of pro guys, college guys, um, getting former major leaguers in here, whatever it's been, you know, like in the, in the back, there's a couple D1 guys just talking swing and hitting. I mean, it's, like I said, it's been a lot of fun these last four years and it's taken off in the sense that we've got a lot of following and um, it's, it's due to a lot of the guys we work with, you know, and their passion and, and, and continuing to kind of learn every year. I try to stay as fresh as I can on info and, and, and learn as much as I can from all these guys that come in. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So that's kind of what you see is is, is not just popped up in the you know, last year or so. And it's it's kind of a culmination of us continuing to learn. And, and see, we've got the nice facility now. We've remodeled and put more money into. So it kind of goes in hand in hand with, with the product we put out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we work with a ton of hitters, all ages. I mean, we pretty much get, we get five-year-olds in here. We've, we've got a pitching coach. We've got a mound. We've got catching coaches, fielding coaches, and we're catered more or less like a, we don't want to be called a batting cage. You know, obviously mm-hmm. our name is Canyon State Cages, but we want to, we want to take it to like the player development. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take our place more to that department kind of and and be considered that instead of instead of a cage where you can just hit at like these guys are taking bp but they're talking swing and they're talking process also which to me means more than just kind of coming in and getting work and anyone can run a place like that so mm-hmm. so we try to take pride in helping everyone as they come in here and and, and give them something you know that they can take home with them and work on that kind of gives you an idea of what we do. We run a few teams out of here. Um, we've coached college summer teams in the past, and it's kind of kept it's kept us busy. So yeah, we're 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 staying. Sorry about that. We're staying super busy over here as far as lessons right now, and awesome. and just trying to really give everyone an opportunity to come back when they're getting into games again like all right hey mm-hmm. did, 
your timing getting back again? And like, how, how's your swing? I mean, is it, are, are you getting back because you're getting your timing back because you're getting everything good? Or is it just like happened by luck? I mean, mm -hmm. so we're, we're trying to do as many lessons as we can right now and, and give these guys a chance to be ready with the timing when they come back. So yeah, yes. it's been so fun getting back. That's for sure. Back in June here? Yeah, or... we were doing some stuff kind of behind the scenes uh, when all this stuff was going on, but definitely mm -hmm. closed to the public. And we've got a lot of guys that are, that are in weird situations right now. For instance, major league guys that are, but they need to stay ready to go. You know, the game is not going to, the game's not going to be worried that your timing's off when you come back. Mm -hmm. So a lot is of these pro guys are, especially guys that know they're going to be on a pro roster, are wanting to stay more ready than other guys. So we've opened the place to some of those guys especially. And we've tried to help a lot of guys with recruit, the recruiting process right now because a lot of guys are losing homes. Um, some people are getting pushed out of their, their universities. And so for those guys, we're trying to make videos for them and get them out on Twitter and put it, you know, tag the, the appropriate recruiting sites. And I think that's, that's obviously we got to make some money now because we got we to gotta pay the rent too. But mm -hmm. everyone needs help right now. And that's definitely something that I don't mind doing with our guys. Like we don't charge for recruiting stuff here and mm -hmm. we don't make – that part of you know something extra it's just part of what we do it's like dude i know i know you want to play at the next level how can i help <laughs> yeah you don't need to pay me any more money to help you to get to the to where you want to be you know you yes. already come in and it's and challenging you, and you, enough right exactly so that's kind of yeah we've been open a little and you know these guys right here are they have a summer league in san diego that's still they're still possibly playing, you know? So there's only like a handful of leagues that are, that are still kind of like in the air and playing. I think the Northwoods league is still um, possibly playing. And then these guys are playing in a league down here. And so these guys have to stay ready because they could be asked to get ready within the next couple of weeks. So, mm -hmm. so it's a big mixture of guys. You know, and that's so up in the air right now. We've just been staying busy. Yeah, got to yeah, do what I we got to uh, do. Uh, we're in Pennsylvania, so it's a really slow rollback right now with our governor. And uh, right, all of June it seems like we're pretty much shot till we go green. Um, so we did a lot of Zoom training, um, and now we're kind of doing two, two to three guy sessions at the facility. Right, um, just keeping it as least uh, amount of people as possible and and hopefully we can get on a field soon um there's we got two tournaments in july down right. south so it's like the we got to get our pitchers arms ready and and hitters got to see some live somehow so we were hoping we can get on a field before we we go down so yeah, um, yeah exactly we'll it's a tough yeah. scenario right everyone from california is driving out to arizona yeah um because that's the closest one to us that's that's open right now pretty much mm. so yeah there's a lot of people that are trying to cram in their their readiness which in my mind is not the best thing to do i mean i don't think it's yeah it's like good to cram in and rush to get to play but then again there are some guys that 
you look at the scenario for every person, like there are a, a ton of 2022s right now that are going to get recruited. So I talked to a lot of college coaches and who are looking for guys and they're not looking for 2020s or 2021s. They're going to be booked for the next couple of years. Right. So, I mean, these guys got to get out and play because these 2022s, if they can get some video out there of them showing off what they do in a game and get some metrics to, to coaches, they'll commit them mm-hmm. right now because it's they, they, they don't have anything else to do. <laughs> these guys they are, don't have much to go off, right? No. And, and there's, no, there's no games. They, they're not allowed to be with their guys, and so they're going to put their effort into recruiting right now, right? Um, so, yeah, it's – it's the time, you know, but then again, a nine-year-old and a 10-year-old that doesn't know how to field a ground ball yet, we don't need to rush to play in games, you know? So it's like, yeah. for me, I, I see both sides of it. I see the benefit to getting going again, and I see the, the negativity of playing too many games for some players. It's, I'm a big fan of, and I've seen it right now, the guys that I've got a chance to work with over this last two months, They've really, you know, from the lack of playing games, they've really improved in some certain areas, right? And mm-hmm. I would love to see how that translates as opposed to, like, how Johnny's trying to play three games this week and do the one thing he's learned twice, mm-hmm. you know, instead of learning it and doing it and repping it and making it a routine. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. A lot of my pro guys are sending me – live at bats and they're 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 starting to look decent i've got a couple students in georgia that are playing showcases and stuff and mm-hmm. they were definitely late you know with their timing so what's the dave what's the name of your facility um power ballers we're uh, in lehigh valley over here um so we we have like one on uh one cage right now it's kind of small but we're actually uh in the works we just bought land for to be building something some bigger nice. one so hopefully next year that was me when i first started i mean 2009 yeah. i bought a bunch of stuff on craigslist threw up a cage in here i bought a used machine and just started doing lessons and it was like it was more about the product i was putting out mm-hmm. you know and my dad really was like hey don't go big when you first start you'll get there you know mm-hmm. And that helps. It was just kind of quality over because quantity. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because then you're running your, yourself into the ground too with, with the size of the facility and especially mm-hmm. when it's downtime, right? And you'll, mm-hmm. you know, so definitely is, uh, it's definitely fun owning a facility. Yeah. Not something I, I ever dreamed that I would do, but I mean, I, I look at the places like next to me and those guys, like the neighbors over here, I, it's just like I feel bad for them because they're never having as much fun as us. It just looks like a job, <laughs> and <laughs> they're just never smiling. And we're over here having a ball, watching these guys hitting bombs. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got over here Taylor Mo smashing balls. <laughs> it's, uh... the, yeah, this is our. This is my. This is my KBO. You know, I was watching the KBO. And I'm like, ah, that's just. It's just not it's just not giving me the fix that I need. But then you Same. get guys in person. <laughs> even if it's a college guy and they can hit, man, it's still a little it's just more fun in person. It's like going to a game, right? Oh yeah. It's uh it's funny that you were kinda saying 
um, how you've seen some of your guys, you know, take some big strides over uh, these past couple months. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing the same thing. It's like, just like you, you would see it over in the winter where, when guys are, are on their own doing the work, really getting in touch with their process. And this time, as awkward as it was, did give those guys with the extreme work ethic and, uh, and, and want to, to go do that and, and really work on their craft uh, when no one's watching. So Definitely. Uh, it's cool getting that feedback as well uh, that you're seeing that. So yeah, um, yeah, it's huge. I mean, that's one of the biggest things I preach to my guys is mm-hmm. the more I work with these pro guys, the more I notice how good their routine is and how they, they sell out to their routine because they know it's what got them to where they wanted to be. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I try to teach these young kids. It's not about necessarily finding a specific one that's going to work for you right now. Exactly. But starting to implement some things that, you know, you know, are going to help you get ready for the day. And as you start to do that, well, now you've got some things that you're doing at home, some structure, right? Now you've got, you do three things every time you hit on the tee and you do it the same way. And that teaches you kind of how you need to be in this game a little bit as a hitter, right? Mm-hmm. As hard as this game is, For you've sure. got to find some structure and you've got to find an ability to, 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 how do you become consistent, right? It's, it's, and it's from like you're saying, and some of these kids, they just like, it's practice, practice, maybe a couple of, you know, team practices and then, three games over the weekend well the routine is good because it's usually built around what the team's doing but it might not be built around what they need to do to get ready their direction is is like oh heavy balls um whipples right mm-hmm. side ground balls every time right over the side you do the same thing every time you get loose right yeah and it's good but each guy needs to know how to get himself ready and it's hopefully one thing they we take away from this time Mm-hmm. during this quarantine it's like what did you learn from how you worked and, and did it help you get better right mm-hmm. so I, I know you guys did some you know some recent upgrades over there and, and different things you know what 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 were some of the stuff you guys got set up over there now were, were you using hit tracks before and now you're sticking to rap soda or, or what are some different things you're using now so the the major upgrades were the rap soda yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just the facility upgrades that we've done. We put in new turf, new lighting. I think oh, okay. the lighting's been huge for us. Obviously, you need to see the ball well. We put some, LED, some really sweet LED lights in. And uh, we've got a little bit of a gym in the front where it's a lot of specific baseball drills like rebel racks, Jaeger bands, ropes, pull-ups things that we can function with teams and stuff. I'd say that's the rap soda is the main technology that we're probably going to keep for right now. And then we might do some, some kinetic linking stuff like the K K motion eventually, but yeah, we do a lot of just the 2d video for that. I mean, obviously it's good to see how the body's working, you know, in a 3d model, but it's, it's also easy to see on the 2d video. So you know, for some of these guys, it's a little overload. Even the rap soda was a little overload for them because now we're talking, you know, like they see the spin of the ball and launch angle direction. And it's like, whoa, yeah. but it's overwhelming. But it's like, bro, just watch how you hit the ball. Did you hook it? <laughs> Did you backspin it? It tells you, right? It tells you when you can't see in a cage, if you hit a ball off the side net, 
you know, how exactly you hit it. So, mm -hmm. so it's really good for feedback. Um, we do a lot of, so we'll have the blast motion set up. I'm looking at you guys on a TV right here. Mm -hmm. We got about three TVs set up, blast motion, rap soto, and then the 2D video. One of the video um, apps that we use that's not a lot of guys are doing, it might be a good one for the listeners and, and you guys to start doing is, um, mm -hmm. it's basically a delay video. I'm trying to think of the app name here. Let me open my my computer. So if if you've got a hitter up on the screen, mm -hmm. let's take a swing and it'll be two seconds or three seconds or four seconds and they can look back up and see the replay of the swing because it's such a pain if you think about it like no one gets to see their swing right after they take it mm -hmm. right so i'm looking at it it's called i think it's called bust a move and it's just a video delay app and so if you're learning a dance move or if you're learning something it's you know loads tried pause it replays loads tried pause oh okay wow i got to that position when i hmm, i didn't know that's what that looked like kind of thing right so those are the main things i think that that's very cool we use i'm trying to think if there's anything else i mean we have a few of the pitching technology stuff too like we have the diamond kinetics ball and we have we have the pocket radar and stuff like that but mm -hmm. yeah this it's i just don't want it to be overkill with my yeah i think that's 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 a huge app that people should be doing that's that's what's good about the blast is it it clips up the videos for you right mm -hmm. and it can replay for you the stuff that you want to see it's just you know you have to have the blast motion app and you have to have the sensor this is just a dollar 99 app that you can just use kind of bust a move right <laughs> yeah that, that's so a new one i haven't heard of that one with, yeah, with all these upgrades that you've made to Canyon side, has your initial evaluation process for a hitter changed with the technology or have you kind of kept it as a constant since you've started? Yeah, that's a really good question. How come you guys have good questions and not boring ones like the other <laughs> people always do? <laughs> that's, that's always the thing with podcasts, right? It's always boring questions. Um, <laughs> Preparation. Yeah, you gotta have fun Just in like these, hit, right? right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a really good question, man. I think as a result of being open for 11 years, that has evolved. And now as a result of having the technology, it only gives us an, an extra boost to analyze these hitters. Because, I mean, if you look at my hitters 12 months ago, I didn't have a rap soto you'll probably say a lot of my hitters look pretty good in the way they moved and the way they did things, right? It's not, you're not going to see a big discrepancy on 12, but now I have the rap soto and now what I can do is print out a detailed report for a guy and say, well, look, dude, you're hitting like crap on this location, you know, consistently, man. It's like, and that's a result of, it's this move I've been saying you've been doing the whole time, you know, look, it, it proves it. It's telling you that. And so to answer your question, it only helps us because then it gives the feedback outside of what we, we trust. Like you hear coach back here talking about movement stuff and we trust that what we teach helps the hitter move better. Right. And then it, this proves, you know, it gives us the feedback. It almost holds us accountable. Mm -hmm. If the swing's getting worse, you're going to see the numbers go down. If the hitter's not working on certain things. You're going to see them stay in the same spot. So it's, it's, 
a lot of it is, it definitely adds on to what we do. And we, we didn't raise the pricing to, to incorporate this. It's just, this was part of what we wanted to offer, you know, That's and awesome. make sure, like I said, if someone wants to come in and get recruiting stuff, like you don't have to pay extra to use a rap soto. Right. And it's going to help you get recruited. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a guy in here earlier today that's trying to get drafted and basically that's what the teams need from him. They just need a detailed report of him on field basically and see what he's doing. And, and it's, I just think it provides value because then it can give, it can help everyone get to where they want to be. And that's what, that's the avenue we want to provide. We want, we want each hitter to use us. So for what they need and to help them get to where they need to be essentially. Right. And it's not, Oh, we have this so we can charge more type of field type of place. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, it's comfortable. We make enough money doing this. It's not like, right. So that just gives you an idea of like, we, we didn't want to buy it so we could charge more. We wanted to just provide as much value as possible mm-hmm. to each hitter. And, and these guys are using it right now. Obviously, these guys are just using it in their session. And it's just kind of popping up, mm-hmm. which is great. It's great to kind of just see these things and, and get the feedback. But you said it's just – it's not something that we want. We're like drawing people, hey, we have a rap soto now. Come use it. Try to hit poolside dingers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I got to say, I think main reason I, I loved your page and I, I followed you for a while now is, and it's, this is probably true for a lot of the coaches that I like. Uh, it always seems like you're willing to use a wide variety of tools and continue to learn. Like, and that's was a big part of why I started coach trace is there's a lot of information out there. How can we all, you know, all benefit from it? You know, right. what's out there. And, I probably connect with coaches that think the same that way the most because I, I don't know everything. Um, and I don't think any coach out there knows everything, but, you know, use a little bit of, uh, of what he's got to say, uh, use a little bit of rap Soto or hit tracks or blast or different training bats, different tools. And, you know, you'll come yeah, to, you, come to, I could point conclusion. the camera over here. It's like everything, <laughs> you know, you need it. I got hockey sticks. I got PVCs. Yep. You know, uh-huh. you just need a mixture of everything. Like you said, mm-hmm. once you can continue to kind of grow as as a, as a coach, at least in my from my experience, when you can continue to grow like that, then you can work with more guys and help more people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's I give you an example, a fun example of like you said, learning every day. We had Philip Evans in here yesterday. He was a third baseman for the Cubs last year. Kind of a utility guy, but <clears throat> definitely a big league guy. Probably be – he thinks he's on the Pirates now. And he was talking about, like, all right, I hit with Javi Baez. I hit with Chris Bryant last year. I mean, these guys are all doing different things. And one of the things he talked about with Chris Bryant was, like, Chris Bryant would interlock his fingers when he hit. Like a golf? And I was like, like well, I've, I've heard that a little bit, but I'm like – seriously like Chris Bryant does that really and then he was talking about he's like Javi Baez when he was in the the middle of the season last year he like had this little slump and I was watching him and he straight went to for like five at bats he went up there and like split his grip got a couple knocks and then he was like all right I'm feeling good again back to normal 
these are things that like you, you just don't know who's using them. You don't know how guys are using them. And it was fun to hear just like, you know, the interlock grip was for him to get his bat and his fingertips a little more. That's what he was saying, like in these fingers, right? And to get the bat out of the pinky. That's why I see a lot of hitters like overlap the pinky on the knob, right? Yeah. So for Bryant, once he started doing that, that helped him kind of get it out of his, his palms in a sense, helped him kind of pivot a little bit more. And he's like, it's crazy. I mean, you just, you hear all this swing down stuff. I mean, Chris Bryant doesn't look like he's swinging down at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant's like that. Yeah. And I mean, he's literally thinking swing down. That's why you see him doing stuff like this. When he gets in the box, he kind of does that little like barrel above the hands move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting. Like I said, I learned a lot from just having him in and like something that I would never think to do with a guy. I bet you that's going to help one of my guys one of these days. And I just don't, I don't know who it is yet. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like those, those things. And like, that's why I listen, man. (laughs) You know, because that's why I listen for, you know, I know that's going to help and whoever it helps, man, that's, that's the goal. So Mm want to be a, a hitting coach that eventually has a chance to make it to maybe a minor league type position. Right. Um, and you just, you deal with so many different personalities. I just think that that's going to help me if I ever, I'm still, I'm 40, you know, I think I'm still young and I really want to get to the point where I can feel good about what I teach and confident. I, I know I can teach at that level. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think I want to be really prepared and put my best out there you know I don't want to look back and be like oh, I'm still growing as a pro coach mm-hmm. like I know I deal with pro guys here and I know that I can get I can be the most prepared in the next couple of years and maybe try to get there eventually yeah that, that, that's awesome I mean pick up a little bit from everybody for sure split grip you know I think is is, is something that helps and works for a lot of guys right um, you know how, how do you kind of usually implement that in, in some of your drills yeah, it's different for every guy, but I'd say the main focuses of that are, you know, we talk about a lot about keeping the hands high when, when, when you do the drill mm-hmm. to try to get playing early, mm-hmm. right? The guys that have maybe a little trouble and that need to do the drill could be maybe more of a that type of hitter where they're kind of, kind of plungy with their barrel and steep, right? Mm-hmm. And then they try to get it at the last second. Um, guys that don't understand how to kind of control the backhand snap, because the more you the more you split the grip here, the more you're now you're gonna feel that snap of that top hand through. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it for me is is just really isolating the hands too. Like I'll make guys just do that drill and eliminate the legs. And just, you know, kind of hold their line and get their back shoulder to their chin uh-huh. type feel. That's a cue that I was using with my last student. You guys are getting the gold stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting premium content. Yeah. You guys are uh, getting the stuff people pay the premium bucks for. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. This is fun because this is really helps, I think, everyone learn because I think hitters hit on cues, hitters hit on feels. Mm-hmm. hitters hit when you give them a scenario an intent 
right? So there's so many things that you can do to give a hitter something to do well, right? And I think a lot of it is a proper cue if you're just trying to teach a guy to kind of create in that feel on his own because if I teach a guy something, I want him to interpret that on his own a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Say it's, I want you to stay through the ball. Well, I mean, that's, I want you to interpret that a certain way and how you do that on your own is important. Yeah, it's been Definitely. fun kind of figuring out what works for some of these pro guys because every guy's different. You hand, everyone's so confused about the swing down stuff that everyone teaches and just I think we need more guys talking about context and what you're hearing guys talk about, you know, because mm-hmm. it definitely all this stuff gets lost and it's, it's not helpful for the hitter when your favorite player talks about swinging down, but he doesn't explain it the right way yeah. or he doesn't go into detail enough on why he does it and it gets lost in translation a little. So mm-hmm. it's not, I'm on the page where everyone needs to kind of help each other hitting as tough as it is. Right. And mm-hmm. You know, we're we're all in this together. I mean, pitchers pitchers are after us, man. <laughs> we yeah. need to stick together as hitters. <laughs> Hitting's one of the hardest things in sports, obviously. And yeah. uh, when it comes to the whole swinging down and all that, I just they they just combat each other because they're just different. They're different things, you know. It's feel versus what's actually happening, and it's just so much of it gets confused. It's exactly. It, it's like what whatever you need to do, feel wise, to get the right end result and and give yourself 100%. the smallest margin of error. I'm cool mm-hmm. with it. You exactly. Know? So how do we get there? That and then 100%. the rest is on us. I have guys that swing down and don't swing down. I have guys that need to swing more up because they chop. It's, mm-hmm. It does, you know, like it's like a major leaguer when they stand up. It's the funniest thing to me is like they'll demonstrate. They stand up straight and then they go like this. And then they show you guys, well, this is what I do. You know, they, they show them this. I'm like, well, first of all, you don't stand up like that. Second of all, why don't you say – if that's what you do and you do that more from here, doesn't it look normal now? <laughs> right? It's like that. I understand because I used to, I, I get it. We want to be level, right? want to be level for sure. But when guys are showing things that they don't do, like you said, mm-hmm. it definitely, it definitely is confusing because if, if all they had to say was, yeah, I do this. But look, that's not how that's not the position I get to when I get in the game. When I get to here in the game and then I do that, well now it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a good path, right? So that's what I'm learning more. And so like I'm trying to do my best at explaining this to guys mm-hmm. and why people think swing down, because all these pro hitters are like, dude, I, I worked with Barry Bonds the other day and he was like, I've got guys that work have worked in the giant system and they've they've met a met Will Clark and guys like that. And they're like, yeah, we all swing down. Like, well, think of, watch Will Clark swing on the tee. He's straight up and down like this, right? Mm-hmm. And he's down, right? We'll get him to here. And now he's downfield, but it's not down, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just hard to get these guys to – I wish that would be something that guys would explain more because it's – that feel is huge for hitters and that feel mm-hmm. doesn't work for some guys, but it's huge for some guys. Mm-hmm. Some guys come in here and they're, you know, launching there and they're getting too much 
tilt, right? Yeah. And if they can think like, all right, cool, this is a good move, but then swing down. Well, now they're getting there more. It's such a perfect, such a good yeah. feel for guys. But one one of the things, not only upper body but lower body, like weight transfer and balance drills are super important as well, not only for hitting but for stopping injuries from happening. What what are some balance drills that Canyon Side Cages tries to implement? I know you got that gym going up front. That probably is helping guys stop from being injured. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just creating you know, we do a lot of pre-swing stuff. So they come in here and they they get warmed up with PVC or the rebel rack where they get to their land, you know, and they're moving their bodies the right way. Yeah, we do a lot of, yeah. Yeah, there's certain things that like uh, those little disc pads that, you know, guys get their foot on. I have something called a power wedge. Have you ever get, you guys ever done the power wedge in the coach? Yeah, I've seen those. Uh, yeah, we, so we, power, have, we haven't done them, but yeah, I like them. That's probably be a good one for you guys. A lot of things, the balance for me is important. I think it's a lot of it is for more, more understanding because a lot of guys, if they don't balance the right way, it's that they don't know how to get into the right muscles. And so those discs provide that, right? So you get up on a disc or even like, um, I think it's called a BOSU ball. Yeah, you know, yeah, you the can BOSU the BOSU ball is a little bit bigger, and you it's can like put your one. put your foot on like a corner of it. And ultimately, for me, it's more about getting into the right muscles. Most of these kids, they have balance, but they don't know how to get into the right positions to be balanced. Right. So it's more of okay. So when you lift and you're gonna get a balanced position is your weight kind of pressing through your toes, right? Are you pressing through the ball of your heel, at the ball of your foot, and are you pressing through the heel? And then a, a, a lot of the weighted stuff that we do is, is, you know, simple med ball stuff where, you know, you give a guy a task to get more weight on one leg, mm -hmm. right? Which is not easy to do, really controlling that forward move. Mm -hmm. And then it comes down to, like you said, when we get to swing, the balance after you do warm up stuff where you, you know, you're on a pedestal or maybe you're throwing some med balls. Then we do stuff like, all right, step back drill, maybe step back lift, control your forward move. We also do kind of like an Arenado feel where it's, you know, you, you get your feet going a little bit and then it's, slam in and you get kind of into that back leg and just I want these guys to do what you're saying Quinn like if if a hitter needs balance then he needs to create this on his own terms and he needs to get balance at at a time that's not rushed and and on his own terms so he doesn't let the pitcher have his way right? and so we, we really want to establish that balance early in the swing so we can ultimately try to make sure these guys are, are controlling their forward move and creating a swing they want to take. We talk about like pitchers get to pitchers get to coil. They get to separate this huge amount. And then we get these hitters that come in here and it's like, right. And they put their foot down and they put, put the ball in play. We try to explain it like the pitchers having his way with you. You're letting him do whatever he wants. And then there's nothing on your terms. There's nothing that you're doing that's, 
going to create a swing that's on your terms. So that's kind of how we transition from the balance to then, hey, go be balanced in your first swings because now whether you have a leg lift, whether you have a toe tap, whether you have just a normal stride, balance is super, super important in your first move. Mm-hmm. That's a good question, man. Love that. I, I, I like that that terminology, just creating a swing on your own terms. Like, take some control back. Like, I think I struggle with that with some of my guys the most. It's just, I think I say control your forward move. I'll say that sometimes or just slow down that forward move, have more control, and, and, they're, and they're trying to figure it out in their brain. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's another cool analogy because it's like, all right, the pitcher – has so much more time to create all this power and get you out, but you're not giving yourself that time. Right. And you're not giving yourself that, that same level of control. So um, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. But those are, I, like I said, I'm learning that terminology from, like I understand it the same way as you understand it. Right. But that terminology came from pro guys. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not something I'm making up. I'm listening. This, that was Sevi Zavala, White Sox catcher. Okay. He came in here and, and said it like that. And I was like, dude, yoink, I'm stealing that, bro. You know, <laughs> like taking take swings on your terms, man. And that's like you said. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that I do, I want to be under my control. And, and even if a pitcher is slide-stepping and coming at me with 95, I still want to be on my terms mm-hmm. and, and try to get a swing off the back. And I can hit the ball hard, right, and produce some – Produce a run or get on base and then let someone else knock me in, right? Right. Definitely. Let's hop into uh, a little bit lighter of our segment here to, to finish things off, but it, it's been a blast yeah. thus far. We're going to just do some quick pitch questions, we call them. Uh, we kind of ask all our guests these. Uh, they're a little bit light and funny, so uh, we'll finish up with some of these. First one I got for you, what's your uh, favorite baseball movie? Cool. that's a good question. I'm kind of a like a, a comedy guy, so okay. – not, I mean, I, I love Field of Dreams growing up, and and the Natural, more of that, that genre. But the, uh, my favorite like, baseball movie you're gonna laugh is the, the Bench Warmers, bro. <laughs> yep. Okay. I love that. I think someone said that on on our show before. Yeah. I mean, it's. I was like, that movie's got me rolling, dude. <laughs> Uh, like half of my college team, that was all. That was all their favorites. We always watched them on uh on road trips. We watched Ben. Like the guy that's in the back of the box. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many funny movies. Parts of that movie, yeah. That's I mean, I'm more a, of a sunblock guy. I, think like, so. I can I can rattle off a ton of ones, but I'm a, yeah. I'm more of a. That's what kind of movies I like. I like funny movies. Yeah, yeah. So, Beef stew. Enough said. Right. So what's the biggest lesson you think that you've learned from baseball thus far? Well, that's a, the first thing I think of is like, I've been lucky enough. I always thought I was going to be a pro ball player, you know, and that didn't work out. And I ultimately, I ended up getting into the game in the capacity where I could, I could make a living doing, you know, doing some things and, I think the biggest thing I can take away from it and people think I say to people is don't be afraid to take a risk. You know, I get a lot of players in here that are, that are very low with their intent. And for instance, they play the game very conservative, you know, and 
It's almost they play the game out of fear of failure, right? You heard that before. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's one of the things I've learned from, I think, getting into this business is like, I, you take a risk, man, because the reward of taking risks is a lot greater than just taking that small risk sometimes. Yet we're so afraid to do things like not stride early and not and, and get out of a contact type of swing, right? We're so worried about not putting the ball in play or playing infield. It's like, shit, don't hit me the ball, you know? Like, don't, don't hit it to me type of attitude. I, I just want to make sure guys get that. I didn't get to where I am because just playing it safe, you know? Mm-hmm. You take risks because – and you take the right risks because – if you play it safe, man, you can only get so far a lot of times. And in this game, too, if, you're, if you want to play it at a high level, you've got to learn high-level information. You've got to take risks to kind of get yourself to where you want to be a lot of times. And I don't know. I, I think about that all the time when people ask me because I say it to my guys all the time, like, what, what do you got to lose, right? Mm-hmm. What do you got to lose if you start moving better like, cool, you're still at the same place where you were before, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you do, you try something a little different and you hit a ball off the right center wall and now, now you're smiling at second base because you did something you think you couldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I try to bring the best out of guys. It's hard, but that's, you know, I, I, I'm tough on guys for sure. If you ask any of my, my players, dude, you'll, did I get on my guys for sure? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm rough with them, but I'm also, I also bring them up when they're doing well and, and let them know that they're, dude, you're my guy, man. You should be, should be playing at the D1 level. If you think you should, I believe in you, man. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's fun having, having that relationship with guys, but also letting them kind of grow in that aspect. I work with a lot of players from, you know, maybe a nine U level to all the way to the college level right I mean they stay with me a lot of times the whole way so we've had a lot of guys come through the program like that and it's yeah it's a fun fun relationship for sure all right last one we got for you uh what's the biggest tip uh you could give a a new high school coach trying to better his program I'm more I have been a head coach last couple summers and I think it's good as a coach to like You've got to buy into a few things and get your guys to buy into a few things, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. for me, when I showed up for college summer ball last summer, that's what I tried to get some guys to do, you know, it's just buy into the summers for this, right? You come to my facility, you get better, right? You work outside of the games and then we'll implement it in the games, take video, you know, and so that's, the goal is to like show up and be ready to go, have a good attitude and willingness to learn, you know, buy into the team stuff. And I mean, that structure is so important. Having, having something to buy into and then showing up with stuff for these guys to do and not just letting them run all over you, making sure that you give the team the absolutes of hitting or pitching or fielding, and then you let guys become themselves a little bit, right? You show them what – Cause that's, and then the last thing I would suggest would be 
one of the things that I think don't uh, the local programs don't do enough is they don't they don't help players in a sense of like if I have a varsity team I'm not trying to get that varsity team to win a bunch of league games this year that's the goal but the goal is to develop every single player for the college level and to give them the tools they need to get there which if you look at what what happens in high schools around here, and I I can name a ton of them. I mean, it's, it's ground ball, second base. Like, like you don't get two bunts down. You don't get any swings in your round, right? These teams aren't setting their players up to win games because they're not setting their players up to get ready to play at the next level. They're doing things like, hey, put the ball in play, Johnny, because the other the other team is gonna make out uh, make errors and repeat putting the ball in play then then that's that's gonna work for us right as opposed to johnny do you want to play college ball (laughs) right you want to play college ball johnny learn to hit the ball out of the infield (laughs) learn to hit the ball harder than a little wheat ground ball right Mm -hmm. and i mean that's that's one of the things that frustrates me the most about the local the local schools is that is that they try to win games which and and the purpose is to just put the best players out there and not develop guys, right? And mm-hmm. that works. You can get a lot of wins and, and you can get CIF championships, but the player, the teams that aren't even winning, they're not sending guys to colleges, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, if you were, if your goal was to not worry about winning games and to get guys ready for college, you'd win more games, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I think that would be the last suggestion. Like, <laughs> develop your guys to make it to the next next level, and they will play really, really well at this level. You know, mm-hmm. and they will they will do what you want them to do. But if you're setting them up to to play the game at a varsity level against a team that's that's whatever, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna lose a two to one game against a team that can't hit. Because you guys didn't score any runs, and the other team scored two runs on an error and a and a walk, and it's like this is how high school baseball is out here, right? They just don't let they 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 let guys they bring them down instead of push them up, man. So get them ready for the next level, and and you're gonna win games. Right. I love that. Yeah, I, I think that's probably part of the reason why I'm uh I'm coaching travel ball and like privately now it's you know I I had a couple opportunities to coach uh high school and stuff and it's just it's tough especially when maybe there's one coach on the coaching staff that does want to do that and everyone else does not so um what I'm doing now like my entire staff we have like eight coaches all we just want to get our guys to play collegiately or pro you know, and that's the focus and all these guys feel that and they feed off it and it, the environment is completely different than, okay, let's make sure we're just manufacturing to win today at, you know, we need to make sure we do run this play or that player. I mean, that, that all those things are going to happen in a game, but just like, let's challenge them you know, in their training so that, hell, they hit three dingers and it doesn't even matter. I'm not putting on no bunt plays or any of this. Um, they're playing 
way above their level because we challenge them in, in a training atmosphere. I talk to college coaches all the time. They've not once asked me how good the guy is at bunting. Yep. Never. Not once. That should be something that they're good at. If you're gonna, if they, if your college coach can't get a guy to, I mean, everyone should know how to bunt, obviously. Yeah. But it's like you said, if your your whole game's built around slapping the ball and you're just not helping guys get to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you see, you see a lot of that. Too much of it. Yeah. And if that's the, if that there's guy, if, if that's their goal is to help you get to the next level, that's to me, that's how it should be done, right? Mm-hmm. Should be done a little more like you guys are saying, where the environment is to, to like for pitchers to to put them in a velo environment of gaining velo, right? Like still mm-hmm. controlling the zone, like that, that's going to get guys to the next level, right? You're going to get some guys out of that that are throwing 85, 86, and now now the team's like got some stud arms, right? So yeah, I think it's it's just a uh, it's unfortunate because you know you don't pay don't pay a lot of high school coaches much money, and so it's yeah. it is what it is, right? And you get who you get, but then again, it's such an important time for these guys to to develop and learn and ultimately get seen if they want to play at the next level. And college coaches are definitely coming to high school games. You know, mm-hmm. they are definitely going to high school games. 100%. It's more like they don't travel as far, but during the season, but they're. I mean, that was the goal with a lot of my guys this year is that they hadn't gotten seen was just to have big senior years and, you know, just, hey, yeah. life hits you fast, right? So this is, I think, a big, a big, um, a big time for guys is, you know, if you're watching and you're, you're having a tough time with this, it's like, this is life, man. Baseball is going to kick you in the, in the butt like this sometimes. And I think the best thing you can do is keep your head down and, and like we said, keep taking risks and getting mm-hmm. yourself – the proper training and, and keeping your mind right. I have a few guys that have come in here that I was like, man, you got bigger over the break. Like you should, <laughs> you don't even need to hit anymore. Like take a couple, take another month off and keep doing what you're doing. Like, you don't need, mm-hmm. you don't have a game. Who cares? Don't even worry about hitting. Mm-hmm. You swear you can't get your swing back in, in, in a couple weeks, right? I mean, we don't want to wait too long. <laughs> you guys know. <laughs> Yeah. Like uh, all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, the outside pitch just like feels a mile away again. That's all my <laughs> pro guys. That's the funny thing. They all send me like, oh, the swing felt good. Timing was a little off, but the outside pitch felt a mile away. <laughs> it's like, bro, you just, if you don't swing, it's going to feel like it's out there because you're like, oh man. You know? <laughs> like, oh yeah, my back can reach out there again. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta trust it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'd show you. Um, I didn't show you guys the quarantine mohawk, right? Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, looking good, damn. Yeah, I had uh, no help from any any hairdressers out here, so <laughs> it's getting hot and humid in San Diego. We gotta gotta keep it short around the ears. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, that was fun guys we should do this again maybe once a month or something definitely we could come yeah. up with some podcast ideas and 